Welcome to the Ladies of LifeSite. We're ladies simply navigating the challenges and triumphs of this modern culture as moms, wives, sisters, and daughters. Join us each week as we discuss the raw questions and situations that we face through the lens of faith and freedom. So grab your cup of coffee, tea, or beverage of choice, and let's dive into this week's episode. This is Rebecca, and I am here today with a wonderful new hire and potential guest host for Ladies of Life site. Her name is Stephanie. So welcome, Stephanie. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks so much. Yeah. So I'm especially thankful for Stephanie joining us. She was hired for the marketing team and has been working on some exciting new projects for LifeSite News. I don't know how much of a sneak peek I've already given. I, I honestly can't remember, but I think as the, the director of marketing, I can probably confidently go ahead and, and tell our Ladies of LifeSite listeners that in just a few months, we'll actually have an official merchandise store for all the loyal LifeSite readers. So don't worry, we are also working on some Ladies of LifeSite merch too, so we've got we got your backs, ladies. But all that being said, I actually haven't known Stephanie too long. She's been on, what, you've been on like maybe close, close to two months? I'm sure that today I'll actually have the honor of, of getting to know a lot about her today too, so I'm excited. <laughs> so let's just dive in. Stephanie, tell us just a little bit about yourself. In a nutshell, I'm just a single woman trying my best to live in this crazy or increasingly crazy world. In the bottom, that means a life of faith and family and work and prayer. But what brought you, let's talk about maybe what brought you to LifeSite. So how did you end up here? God. (laughs) (laughs) And a huge novena to St. Therese. You know, St. Therese, yeah, she definitely uh, helped me out. So I had been working in marketing for an occupational health care company. And before COVID, occupational health was actually a really great space to be in healthcare because you kind of sidestep all the major issues like reproductive health and whatnot. Like that just come up. You're like somebody hurt their back at work and give them an ice pack kind of thing. So that was pretty great. And then COVID hit and Workplace health got really weird really fast. So I was looking for where I could go, where I could be at ease in my conscience. And also, I think actively doing something because I'm not one who likes to sit on my hands. And I could see that there's just so much going on. And I felt I should try to do my part, whatever little part that might be. So I just prayed and kept kept my eye on things and one day after I finished praying to St. Therese and asked her to send me instead of flowers to send me a job she delivered with a little little link that said join our marketing team life said I was because I like pretty much obsessively uh checked life site for all my news and info for the past uh, year that's awesome. Maybe let's go back a little farther than than just coming to life site. What's been your pro life journey? Kind of what has that looked like? What has made you decide to stand firmly? Obviously, you mentioned kind of 
the the COVID health issues and stuff like that in your previous job. I know you and I have talked about there's a lot of stuff going on with the job and obviously the moral implications of of the fact that it's connected to through research and testing to abortion. So so you had moral issues with that. What made you stand really firm on that and kind of what brought you to that point? Sort of the whole pro-life journey in grief is is kind of not unlike many people's journey in, in the sense that I was in college and I met um, some really strong pro-life activists for the first time in my life and had the experience of praying outside of an abortion mill. And, you know, suddenly it became a concrete reality rather than this thing that I just kind of heard about and was told that I needed to be against and started to understand why and started to understand that people were really making very extreme and real concrete sacrifices with their lives to the point of going to jail even to try and stop this evil. So that stuck with me. I ended up being a sister for seven years in a contemplative congregation. So I was a contemplative sister, which meant that I wasn't going outside and praying in front of abortion mills and pro-life and pro-family and pro-culture. That all became incarnated in a different way. And it really relies on the belief in the power of prayer to affect change and to move people's hearts. As I discerned out of religious life and I began working again and I began to see all the craziness of the COVID agenda and vaccines and what sort of paths we might be headed down as a society and as a world. And I don't know, life is really short and I have through everything is a belief that belief in God's providence is really real. Like God is the most real reality there is. This moment is is actually the most real thing that we have because it's now um, and God is with us now. So. That's beautiful. We've actually talked a lot about that on Ladies of Life is especially with kind of the Advent season and and a lot of what we were discussing was, was the fact that being present and kind of taking each day with an anticipation and, and a hopefulness, obviously, for, for what's to come instead of just being so caught up in the busyness of our society, just kind of taking a step back and, and focusing on what the Lord has us to do and and the next steps that he has for us. So that's very, very much in line with what we've just been talking about on Ladies of Life site. Kind of what has it been like as you kind of came back to kind of the, the messiness of life, as, especially with COVID and, and kind of all of that, how do you kind of deal with that on a daily basis? And do you do you ever kind of feel like, that it's harder, like was, is one or the other kind of a harder journey or obviously this is what God has called you to, but I just, I know sometimes I, I often think about, well, I wonder, I wonder if I was doing this or I wonder if I was doing that, if life would just be different. Do you ever have those thoughts? After having seven years of like contemplative silence and solitude, mm-hmm. like I even ate my meals in solitude. So uh, coming back out in the world was jarring and a readjustment. I would say it took me a solid year and a half to sort of feel like my feet were planted on the ground again. And it's just, you know, it's just, everybody's like, oh, it just takes time. But, and like, you're like, yeah, it just takes time. But like, it's true, it does. And God is is there every step of the way. And I really have incredible peace. I am so glad I did it. It was the hardest and most wonderful thing I've ever done in my life. And I have no regrets about having left because I can see 
now, now that I have my feet back on the ground, that there are so many beautiful people, including yourself, and projects and work to do. And when I was in it, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, there's no life beyond this. It can't be possible that I will ever find any sort of happiness again. But God is still here and he's still the one I'm living for. I do go back to a couple episodes ago on Ladies of Life State. We talked with uh, David and Margaret B. Wright and they talked about, you know, just the fact that everybody has different talents, gifts and abilities to serve to serve our king. And I think it's really cool to hear also the, I mean, you had seven years of that. And I think that that was a valuable experience and a valuable contribution, obviously, to the, to the kingdom of, of our, our king and our Christ. And I just think that's really, really unique. And then, like you said, you also have amazing talents and abilities outside of that to offer as well. So I think it's kind of, it's a really cool story, at least for me. And I don't know, I'm, maybe it's because I'm not Catholic and we don't really have, have that kind of religious separation or, or separation in, in terms of being like that. So, but it, I think it's a unique story and it's a unique position for you. And I'm just, I don't know. I think it's, it's really cool. What kinds of things would you tell our ladies just knowing that they are moms, their wives, their sisters, their daughters, we've got single listeners, married listeners. So there's kind of a myriad of people, but if you could tell them maybe one or two things just from your experience or as way of encouragement or whatever you would like to tell them, what would you say? Really have confidence in God's providence for you, especially in this increasingly dark world that we're in, that there's not a sparrow that falls to the ground without God knowing it. So he'll take care of you. And it may not be in the way that you think he should take care of you, as I discovered many times. And again, again, it's a lesson that I have to relearn whenever I get frustrated. There is a plan. And someday when we are through this, because we'll get through it, whatever, however that means for each of us, we'll look back at it and we will be amazed. And so the only thing that we have to do is seek first the kingdom of God and trust that he's going to come through for us. Also, in whatever state of life you're in, God is calling you to, to be fruitful. And that is manifested in different ways. For me, it was definitely a struggle because how can I live a life of fruitfulness as not a sister anymore? I, you know, I had to, I had to go through this sort of like this, oh, I'm not a nun anymore. I'm not a nun anymore. So I can't be, my prayers don't mean as much or I don't know, all those, all those kinds of like second guessing of self. But everything you do can be offered to God and can be a prayer, I'd say, is the is the gist of it. And your life and your love and your work and your toils and struggles are never are never in vain when they are offered to God and they become um, more powerful and prolific, I guess, in the sense of you're generating that goodness for other people who need it too. I love that. That's really beautiful. I think that that's been a, that's been a struggle for me in the last couple of days and weeks with just trying to keep in mind that my four-year-old who's who's uh deciding to do the battle of the wills that obviously what I my response now is working on his heart for eternal end and despite how you know how much of a struggle that is in a battle Christ obviously put me as his mom for a reason and and uh 
I'm having to constantly remind myself myself of that. So when he decides to sneak toys up to his room during rest time or whatever the case may be. So I I love that reminder. It's beautiful. I loved hearing a little bit about who you are. And I'm excited for you to join in on some other upcoming episodes, Stephanie. So with that, I will just say to our ladies of LifeSite that if you haven't subscribed, be sure to do that and take a look at some of our older episodes. And then we've got some amazing ones coming up. So be sure to subscribe to our email list so that you know what's, what's coming next. And with that, we'll say God bless you guys and have a great week. 